Are we doing narcissist too? All right, all right. Hello and welcome just to family. I am Melissa Kretschler. I am the host of giving you something to talk about live TV or just a live TV. If you would like to be a guest host or a part of the show in any way, shape or form, please reach out to us at justalivetv.com. Don't forget to like, share and follow on your most used social media platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by not only Just Alive TV, but also the Butterfly Lotus Company, who is sponsoring this episode. They help you. <laughs> they help you through your spiritual awakening when you want to grow your spiritual gifts and abilities. And when you want to learn about who you are spiritually, ButterflyLotusCompany.com is where to go. So today's episode is an empath's journey, and I'm very excited for this episode because not a lot of people know what a true empath is and what that journey really looks like for an empath. And we're going to be busting a couple empath myths on the show, if you will, in my perspective anyway. So in that scenario, let me introduce you to my co-host today, Tara Stricker. Tara? Hi. Looking down because I'm trying to share it live and I still didn't figure it out. So, <laughs> um, so hi, I'm Tara Stricker uh, from TSW Life Coaching. And yeah, I'm super excited to talk. I know... Melissa and I have had a few great conversations about being an empath um, and what that looks like and some of the challenges and some of the joys, I guess, too. So, um, so yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes. It, it should be very interesting. It always is. <laughs> Especially when you get spiritual people in the same place. <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah, it's, there's, there's always something going on. I did an, I did a pre-screening interview not that long ago, and I'm a medium. By using a deck of cards, yeah, which was really fantastic. So that's actually how I teach my clients, right, to, to build their intuition is to do that, which not everybody does. So spiritual myths and stereotypes. This is something you and I talked about in the, pre like in the pre-screening, uh, and it was just, it was fantastic because... There are so many spiritual stereotypes out there that give the word psychic and the word witch and the word tarot and all of that bad names. And I like breaking the myths on that and just breaking the stereotypes because it isn't all, it isn't all whatever, what the media makes it out to be. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever watch Supernatural? Oh, yes. I loved it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I loved it and they were good looking. I'm not going to lie. They're <laughs> Jensen. It Apple helps. It helps for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I laugh because it was always the witch and the psychic were always like the bad guys. And I'm like, right. why? And they're always so creepy looking and like ugly and gross. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the demons were hot. Right. I know. Like I'm confused. Yeah, absolutely. Right. (laughs) So every day let's, let's bust into some of those. So let's talk about, you know, demons. So I, I personally don't believe in God in, in the religious sense of God, right? I believe in a higher power and for anybody watching or catching live or watching the replay, whatever it is that you're, that you're joining us today, know that we don't judge anybody. 
Um, part of us being spiritual is that we accept everybody for the way that they are and for who they are and the different beliefs. And so we're just sharing our knowledge on these topics and our, in our opinions. So that's just to clarify. Yes. But I don't believe that there's heaven and hell. I believe that hell is on earth. That's part of our experience, right? We need to experience the, the negativity in life in having a human experience to learn, right? And to grow. And so that our souls, our spirits, whatever you want to call it, is, has that awareness. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on, you know, bad and good, right? Uh, evil spirits even is, right. a, is a big one. Right, right. Well, I guess the, you know, the biggest evil spirit that we all know is like Satan, the devil and all of those things. Um, you know, and I, I don't believe that there is an actual Satan, um, you know, and that's one of those things for me through a lot of reading, a lot of research, talking to many different people, just about how even, you know, the Christian religions were kind of absorbed some of the pagan um, ways to try to, you know, develop them in a way so that the pagan people at the time would accept the Christian faith. And so they kind of took and grabbed things from that. So that's kind of where my, you know, thinking is on that. And it also kind of comes down to the fact that, you know, being responsible for your own actions, you know, I don't feel that you can just blame, you know, the devil made me do it, or, you know, I was influenced by Satan. And I, you know, and that's something that I'm really big on is just being responsible for your own actions. And if you do something not so great, that's on you. It's not on anybody else. And, you know, that kind of pulls that in, you know, the God factor in, and it's like, you know, yeah, it would be great to be able just to, to pray or do whatever you do and just say, Oh, I'm forgiven. And that's it. But it, again, it comes down to self-responsibility, self-awareness, um, and just being responsible, you know, being responsible human while you're here on earth, you need to be responsible with what you say, what you do, how you treat yourself, how you treat your body and others as well. And it isn't so easy as, you know, you can do all these terrible things and just be like, I'm so sorry, please forgive me. Okay. You're forgiven. And then off you go because you're not learning any lessons. And a lot of times these things happen because you do, you do need to learn these lessons. So for me, it's, it's, it's so much broader than just good and bad, you know, heaven and hell and that sort of thing. I agree. I completely agree with that. Now let's dive into the title of the show, spiritual awakenings. So (laughs) they're, they're fun. Spiritual awakenings are, are fun (laughs) and not always in a good way. Um, a lot of people will. So part of the, the PDF that the butterfly Lotus company shared was that some of the signs of a spiritual awakening and, and most people nowadays I find are leaning towards spirituality when they're, when they've got a trauma that they're dealing with, whether that's, you know, a really negative trauma or just being unhappy within themselves and trying a bunch of stuff. And then they turn to spirituality. Um, so I find that spirituality is becoming more mainstream in a self-help way right? rather than, yeah. Yeah, because I think too, when, when those big events happen, that kind of get you questioning, you know, if you believed in this good and bad, that's heaven and hell, and then something really traumatic or bad happens, you're, you know, it it makes you question it like, okay, hold on. I believe that 
you know, if I was a good person, everything good would happen to me. Nothing bad would happen. You know, there's the heaven and hell part, but something bad happens and you're like, okay, wait a minute. So I know that I'm not a bad person, but bad things are happening. So there's got to be more explanations. There's got to be more than emotionally or energetically and physically, sorry, take on the emotions of another person that that's an empath, right? Mm -hmm. And so to start off an empath's journey, like I said, is one acknowledging it, but for people who are starting off and don't know what an empath actually is, children, teens, young adults, even older adults who have no knowledge of spirituality, yeah. that, cause, that can cause a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear of being out in public, fear of, you know, the panic and, and panic and anxiety of being around other people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I just, this has become a new kind of passion of mine, but I feel like a lot of mental illnesses that we classify as mental illness can have spiritual ties to it. You know, like you talk about like Claire, Claire, Claire essence or whatever, Claire audio. I'm thinking, you know, like if you hear voices, maybe it's not that you're crazy. You're most maybe likely you're a Claire audience. Yeah. And I mean, so same thing, like, you talk about being an empath and like I said, and like you had said, like you were angry for two weeks and I was completely taken out by a funeral. If you don't understand what's happening, then you would become like isolated and claim you're an introvert because God, there's a lot of energy out there. And if you don't know how to use it, it can be, you know, I noticed some of my days when I'm kind of struggling with my own stuff going on, and if I go grocery shopping on those days, I'm wiped when I come home because I'm picking up all of that. And I mean, I have so many things in place to protect my energy and, you know, and to cleanse my energy and everything else. But sometimes you just take it for granted and you're just like, oh, I'm just going to store. I'll be okay. No, yeah. <laughs> if you're a really strong empath, it's still going to affect you, um, which is really important is to know what's yours and what's not yours. Cause that was, I think my struggle. Cause I've been on, you know, like that self-help self-discovery kind of thing. And it felt like, Holy shit. I have a lot of stuff. Sorry if we can't swear, but <laughs> I, you know, it's like, I have tons of stuff to uncover and I didn't have a bad lifetime, but it's like, Oh, okay. I just took on a whole lot of stuff. And so there's a lot of healing because I took on tons of stuff that was not mine. And And so, yeah, it made my healing journey that much more because it wasn't just my stuff and I didn't realize it. And like I said, being a social worker for 22 years, there's a lot that I took on that was not mine. (laughs) Yeah. I want to bring up really quickly and kind of get it out of the way. And you know what's coming. <laughs> I know what's coming. <laughs> the empath versus narcissist connection. I cringe when I hear that. Now, for anybody watching or catching the replay, if you believe in the narcissist empath connection, I'm not trying to dissuade you from thinking that. Your, your belief is your own. It's valid for you. That's I'm just going to explain my belief and why I disagree with that belief. Um. And my way of thinking is for a true narcissist and narcissists, actual narcissists are exceptionally rare. There have been numerous studies done that 1% of the population 
is actually an actual narcissist. We all have narcissistic tendencies or narcissistic traits, which are healthy, right? Um, I can go up to somebody and have a conversation and they're like, well, you offended me. And I'm like, I'm sorry you took it that way. That wasn't my intention. Me saying that, and I say that a lot, (laughs) is not me being a narcissist, as some would assume. That's me telling you, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for that to happen. Um, That wasn't my intention. And on the flip side of that, I can't control how you react, right? Yeah. So a true narcissist is very rare. Now, if you look up what a true narcissist actually is, it is somebody who is all about themselves, have very little self-esteem. They're very insecure. They Mm -hmm. outwardly project confidence, but they're actually very insecure, very unsure of who they are, very unsure of of, of what they're doing or, or who they care about, their main focus is to either make themselves look good or make themselves the victim so that mm-hmm. either way they're getting positive attention. Yeah. Right. I believe that one of my parents is an undiagnosed narcissist and throughout my entire life, it took me years to realize, but nothing was ever their fault. They were either the victim in the story or they were the savior of the story. There was never any variation. There was never any uh, apologies. There was never any, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There was never any recognition or, or responsibility taken on their part for their actions, behaviors, or comments. It was always you, 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 right? So if an empath is somebody who takes on the emotions of another for a a true narcissist, that doesn't work. Because if you're taking on the emotions of a narcissist, you feel pain, you feel uncertainty, you feel hatred, and they're not sending you their self-love. Do you know what, like, I just, I, I, and like I said, it's, it's a give or take, right? But I don't believe in the narcissist empath connection. Well, I struggle with, like I said at the beginning, I struggle with labels of any kind because from my beliefs, um, there are no souls that are narcissists. (laughs) There are souls and every soul is pure and perfect and beautiful and from love. And so anything that we are coming into, anything that's personality driven um, is lessons, is our lessons. And so I, I agree with you that everyone does have narcissistic tendencies. And I also feel along with that, that, and no one's, I know there's going to be a lot of people who, <laughs> who are hot on this topic, but we attract what we need to learn. And so those empaths who keep finding themselves in narcissistic relationships or in relationships with people with narcissistic behaviors um, are needing to learn a lesson. And maybe that's because there's a disowned part of themselves because they have that kind of empath. I don't know. Guilt is just the word that came up that they need to save people or they have that like unconscious hero complex. And so um, they take on these relationships or putting these relationships 
to realize that they do need to be a little bit more. Nope. I'm not taking this on. Like this is not my stuff. This is your shit. (laughs) So you need to deal with it. And so, um, yeah, I really struggle with labels of any sort because it's almost, it almost feels like to me that we, we use them as an excuse. It's like, Oh, well, I'm a narcissist. So I, I can act like that. No, you have beliefs and you have patterns of behavior that are narcissistic, but you can change that. Um, so that's my opinion on it. (laughs) Yeah. I had a situation with somebody that uh, I was close to at one point in time, they were in a relationship, uh, a marriage that marriage ended, uh, horribly. They moved on and got into another relationship. And after that relationship, they started to do the narcissist versus empath and would, would categorize themselves as an empath. And I'm very intuitive. I I don't judge anybody, but I see through the untruths. Right. And I'm not going to say, oh, I don't like you because you, you don't acknowledge who you truly are, or I don't like you because I don't agree with you. That's not, that's not how I run. Mm-hmm. But at the same, this person, I, I was reading their posts and watching their posts. It was constant. And I turned around and I said, do you know what the actual definition of an empath is? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, okay. And so I told them the definition and I told them the difference and this person oh, blocked me, deleted me, signed into one of her children's platforms to go and comment on my business page <laughs> and just horrible actions. Right. And I, I sat back and I ignored it because she was exhibiting traits of narcissism Mm -hmm. yet she was calling everybody else a narcissist so i've seen that quite often well and that just again like i said we we are given the relationships that we learn from and so many times we struggle in relationships because what's being shown to us is our shadow side that side of us that we that we're not willing to look at that we have um, judged and disgraced and threw into the shadows. And so we often have no problem pointing it out in the world, but don't want to look at it within ourselves. And we notice it out in the world because it's a part of us that's screaming out saying, I'm a part of you too. And you need to own me. That doesn't mean that you need to become a narcissist just to own your shadow side, but it needs, you need to acknowledge that that's a part of you. And There are times when you can act like that. And that's that loving and accepting all of who you are, which includes when you display narcissistic behaviors or when you have that tendency or um, yeah, when that comes out in you or when it's, when you feel triggered to bring that out in you. Yeah. See, and I, see, I, I, I love this show because I love differing opinions. I absolutely adore differing opinions. And I've heard the mirror of yourself quite often. Mm-hmm. I, I like the thought behind it that, you know, what I believe every situation is, of course, a learning lesson, right? And, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. 
that every situation you find yourself in, your relationships, your everything has has a, a component of a lesson to it. My yeah. my favorite quote is negativity is the catalyst for positive growth, right? And that's my quote, if anybody wants to quote it, just, <laughs> just so everybody knows. Um, but with that being said, I don't, I find that we can't control. So 85% of our life is made up of like 85% of our reality is created by us. It's created by our beliefs. It's created by our energy, our subconscious, our conscious, our spirit, our destiny. If you want to go, if you want to go that route, right. Cause we're talking spirituality today. We have lessons we have to learn. Yeah. And each person that comes into our life teaches us another lesson but we can't control that 15%, right? That 15% is the choices of other people, what the universe decides to throw at us, says, hey, I'm going to hit you with a bus today, (laughs) or, you know, your loved one's going to pass away, or whatever it may be in that sphere, right? That's that 15% that we can't control. But I do believe, and, and this is where I agree with that statement, is that if you have somebody come into your life and they treat you as if you are unworthy, it's because you believe you're unworthy. Mm -hmm. Now, I wouldn't say, so I did, like I said, I, I believe wholeheartedly that I grew up with a narcissist. And the lesson for me wasn't narcissism. Never was. The lesson for me was blood and toxicity. And being able to say, I can love you, I can be grateful to you, and I can respect you, but I don't need to have you in my life just because you're blood. Yeah. And that's, that's where that lesson came in for me, that it's okay to walk away from family if they're toxic. And I agree with that. Um, And so what I was saying before but you've obviously owned that part of you because you oh, said in absolutely. the beginning too yeah. that you can be a narcissist or you have however you worded it, narcissistic, like we all do. Yeah, we and all so do. that's what I was talking about with that. But obviously that's what your soul lesson was with your family member. And I mean, who we can I I feel you everyone's journey is so different that you can't say, um, every narcissistic relationship is about taking on that shadow or learning that shadow. Maybe it's not, maybe it is about learning about unconditional love. Um, Maybe it is learning about loss. Maybe it is like, I don't know, I'm not your soul. So I can't say what your lesson is, but, um, but I, again, I just go back to every relationship that we have is there for our highest and greatest good, whatever that looks like. Um, it just tends to be, I think a lot of people who identify in my eyes, anyhow, a lot of people who identify with that, you know, like if you're on empath group chats and stuff like that, you know, lots will say, why do I keep attracting the narcissist? And I just always put the same thing. It's like, (coughs) there's something you need to learn there. Like it's, there's no, and I mean, if you had not learned that lesson and maybe you didn't right away with that, your family member chances are you're going to meet other forms of it in or in like other examples of it. And if your lesson was unconditional love, 
then there's probably been other examples in your life till you understood that that's what it's about. Um, so I think it's, it's too simplistic to say, well, every time, but that just tends to be what a lot of, you know, complaining that I hear is why well, I attract narcissists and it's yeah, because first of all, you're both attracted to each other because you're both feeling that need <laughs> for each other. And so it, of course you're going to attract it yep. um, because it's filling the need for both of you in some way. And it tends to be that the empaths, it's filling the need of they need to either, like I said, own that shadow part of themselves, which is take back some power um, because they, they have that empath guilt of I need to suck everyone's stuff up and be like a sponge and save the world and um, take all the hurt out, <laughs> which is not the job of an empath. Um, or there's some other aspect that they need to learn from them because that's why they keep attracting them or they keep showing up in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's an empath's journey is fun. Um, not in a sense of, Oh, yay me. It's, it's interesting. I think that an empath's journey is similar to any spiritual given ability. It's, you have that dark night of the, of the soul, right? I love the dark night. <laughs> I think, see, I like those, those negative moments, right? I love, I don't wish negativity on anybody, but me believing that negativity is that catalyst for positive growth, we need that. If you didn't learn how to, if something didn't, if, okay, rewording that, if something went wrong, and I quotation that, if something yeah. goes wrong, if it continually stayed, stayed the same without going wrong, it'd be stale, it'd be stagnant, you wouldn't learn, you wouldn't grow, and you wouldn't be interested in more, mm-hmm. right? And at, for anybody who's spiritual, and, and people come out and they're like, what's the purpose of life? And for me, the purpose of life is very simple we are energetic beings, right? We're energetic beings at our core, whether you want to call that your soul, your essence, whatever that is, we are energetic, energetic beings. And we are inhabiting a human body that was made for us. Right. Yeah. As I don't believe in heaven and hell, I don't believe in negativity on the other side. I, I believe that our negativity is in life. Because you have ascended masters, you have angels, you have all of the spiritual other world. In order to learn how to help the people who are here, right, as a medium, as an angel, as, you know, your spirit dream team, as I call them, your spirit dream team needs to have experienced life. Mm -hmm. They need to have experienced loss, addiction. Uh, abuse, death, they needed to experience that. So for us, we're here to experience. Mm -hmm. And every time we come here, it's a different experience. Irrational fears, um, any irrational fears that you have that you've never experienced, excuse me, somebody who is terrified of water, but They've never experienced anything that would make them terrified of water or any comments that would make them terrified of water. 
that speaks to a past life. You probably had something happen, right? We're here to experience, learn, and grow so that when we go back to being that energetic being, we're more knowledgeable. We're more experienced. We have more capability to go into the next life. I knew in this life that I was spiritual. I didn't acknowledge it until my 30s, early 30s, but I still knew yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, there's something I was going to say about that. Oh, there's a great little story and I can't think of where it is. Um, but it just put it in so much perspective for me and whatever term you want to call it, God, universe, whatever works for you, your higher power. And the whole story is um, the, the soul and speaking to God. And he's and this little soul is wanting to learn forgiveness. And then this other soul steps forward and says, I'll teach you forgiveness, but I need you to remember who I am, my essence. He's like, because I'm going to have to do some things, not nice things to teach you forgiveness. And that just made me think of that. Like if we are here in this, if this lifetime is for you to experience unconditional love or to learn self-love or whatever, you're going to be put in situations where that's challenged, where you have the choice to you know, love that person or unconditionally love that person or not, you know, and you'll just keep being challenged and being given those situations to teach you whatever you've chosen you want to learn in this. And there absolutely has to be that duality. I know I've, I have a quote and I can't remember it word for word, but without, you know, sorrow, you wouldn't know joy without dark, you wouldn't know light. Like we need that to, um, understand the other side of things but um again with that like I think we are the ones who define it as good and bad it's just it's just an experience overall we're the ones who put the the label on it as this is a bad experience or this is a good experience because everything is just an experience to learn yeah no I completely agree I, I love the, I love that. Cause I, I do, I completely agree with that. It's, we all have to experience while we don't ever want to experience negativity. And as parents or siblings, we don't want to see other people go through that, right? Our best friends, our loved ones, we don't want to see people go through negativity, but nobody's immune to it. And so, yeah, but going back to topic with empaths. Yeah. Sorry. We kind of got, we kind of got on a roll there. We always do that. It's it's all good on this show. So being a, being an empath. So first step is acknowledging you're not alone. Um, learning what an empath truly is. Understanding that and feeling into that. If my definition, it works for you, great. If somebody else's definition works for you, then great. An empath is an empath. Whatever that looks like for you, because you're the one subscribing to that gift when it comes to energy the because you're taking on the emotions of other people you need to understand that that would be right away is one spiritual protection butterfly lotus company offers that just as a mid mid episode promo for our sponsor we do offer spiritual protection course on different types of spiritual protection, why you need it, 
mm-hmm. and all of that fun stuff. Please like, follow, oh, and share the it. show. <laughs> all the goodies. And then understanding and, and really just learning the difference between your energy and somebody else's energy. That's mm-hmm. one of the biggest keys. I, at this point, can go anywhere, and it is rare for me to take on somebody else's energy. As an empath, it's, it's rare for me. I can leave my house now and not be inundated with spirits, not be inundated with the emotions of others. I've closed it off unless I want it. Unless I want to utilize the gift, it's closed. I don't need to worry about it because I've put those into place. And I've put those into place for so long that it's not an issue unless I allow it to be an issue. Most of the time, I'm not going to say all the time because there's... <laughs> where I'm like what am I doing what am I doing what I'm doing and then I get everybody else's yeah yeah and it's interesting that you say that because I find too even knowing like how to protect myself and stuff like that um like I said sometimes you're just like I'm just running the store you know like I don't need to do and then it's like okay yeah I do um it's something that you kind of forget I guess I think at times um and there was something else I was going to say, but, um, oh, I think for me, the biggest thing is learning the question, is this mine? Is, you yeah. know, is this mine or is this somebody else's? Cause there's times for the longest time, as I was kind of awakening, um, to my empath abilities, I would just be like, I like, I'd wake up and I would just be like anxious. I'm like, why? Like, I don't feel anxious. So I've learned to ask myself and I'm really good at being in tune with my body that, you know, I'll feel off. And it's like, my first question is all, is this mine? <laughs> Cause if it's mine, then, okay. Then I, then there's some healing or some learning or something that needs to happen for me. If it's not, then I don't need to, then I can, you know, I can hold space for it or I can just release it or whatever I choose to do with it. But just that question of, is this mine? Like, does yeah. this belong to me or not? <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's paramount. You have to learn how to differentiate between the two. Absolutely. That's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And I think, like I, I said a couple of times, I think a lot of people who are awakening to this empath ability have that because I, I, I've noticed, and I, I'd be curious to see if you notice the same a lot of people who are naturally empaths are drawn to like the helping fields, like teachers, nurses, social workers, that kind of thing. And I feel that that's part of it um, because they have that ability, which is a great strength to have. But a lot of those careers also have this um, underlying belief that you need to be the caregiver or you need to take care of, or you need to, and so I think a lot of empaths, a big struggle for them is to, to learn they don't need to soak that up, that they're not saving another person. Um, and I think they so willingly, unconsciously, but willingly go, okay, you're sad. I'll take all that because I don't want to be sad. And it's like, but then they don't know what to do with that either because they've taken it all on. Then it's like, and they wonder why they burn out or they wonder why, you know, like there there's compassion fatigue and stuff like that because they have not learned 
um, first of all, that they don't need to. Second of all, that they're probably not saving the person. Um, by t- Well, they're not saving the person by taking it on. And most times they're probably robbing the, the other person of having, because like we talked about, you need to experience like sadness or negativity to have that positive growth. And so um, learning when to, I guess, kind of take some of it on so they don't feel so overwhelmed but not to go, okay, I'll take it all. Give it all to me. Give it all to me. Give it all to me. Um, and then that person walks away all feeling okay. And you're like, like exhausted and fatigued. And, and then, and if you don't understand what's going on, that can be really scary and really, you know, like feelings of depression and feelings of anxiety and all of that, um, which are never good for the person either. So. So for people in the healing field, I've, so that being a healer is another spiritual gift and ability of its own. Empaths generally tend to be healers in one way, shape or form. You think Reiki, massage therapy, coaching, there, there are so many in the sphere that have, that have empath abilities. One of the things I'll mention is jet. So the crystal jet is for healers and people who are in healing positions, whether that again is therapy, nurses, uh, all different kinds of uh, therapeutic modalities is the crystal jet is very good. When you bring crystal jet with you, and I've told quite a few people this, when you bring jet with you, it cleanses your energy. So as somebody who is helping somebody else heal or in that healing field, especially if you're an empath, you're going to want to cleanse your energy. And Jet does that for you, as long as you're setting the intention with that crystal. Um, I did not know that. But yes, that's definitely another point is that cleansing. Because no matter, in my experience, anyhow, no matter how much protection you put, you're still going to take some on. Yeah. Um, There are so so many variations. Yeah. Um, I, for my cleansing, um, there's a whole bunch of different things I do, but when I really realize, especially when I've taken on a lot of negativity, um, I use the flower essences, which is the energy healing modality that I work with. Um, but there's several flower essences that specifically work to cleanse us, um, cleanse our energy field and our physical body of thought forms and things we've taken on from mothers and they are all so powerful so that's what I use too yeah Um, but yeah crystals are definitely and I didn't know that one so thank you (laughs) um I took and got my certification as a crystal practitioner so okay yes and I started making crystal jewelry (laughs) so that was one of the things is what what's going to work best for me and the people who need it right so I make i don't have any around me right now that I've made, but, um, I've made quite a few that have just different healing properties, right? Um, chakras, energetic cleansing, Reiki, (sighs) showers, (laughs) anything that you put the intention into, like I said, even showers, everybody bathes or showers, right? If you're an empath or, any modality at all, any spiritual gift or ability that you want to cleanse, 
when you go in and hop into a shower or hop into a bath, just set that intention or even visualize that that water is cleansing your energy. It's, it's as simple as that. Absolutely. One of my um, favorite ones recently is um, picturing my full energy bodies and my full energy and my physical form and like a vacuum. <laughs> then I just kind of either I vacuum it or I dust it, like kind of do my whole and cleanse it. And it's, I, and I think you're, you nailed it. It's that intention, right? It's, yeah. it's being, doing it with intention and doing it with that um, support, I guess, because you set that intention and knowing yeah. that you have help. Everything comes down to intention. I think I, so I'm a, on the one hand, I have my coaching, right? Like you, I, I'm like a life coach, but I'm not, I don't call myself a life coach. I call myself yeah. an identity coach. And 99% of what I do in that is energy and mindset, right? And the spiritual teaching is again, energy, mindset, and spirituality, right? All of that is intention. Everything that we do in life has an intention, whether it's spiritual, whether it's emotional, physical, our behavior, our reactions, everything has intention behind it. And our relationships, your relationships will can and and do fail for many reasons. Right. And that's again, just another learning lesson experience. Yep. But there's intention. Mm-hmm. right um any conversations i had a conversation yesterday somebody posted on the show that i was being judgmental uh or that the show is being judgmental on our judgmental judy episode and i i commented and i said that's an interesting twist right i i am the least judgmental person you will ever meet i'm very opinionated i am very strong in my beliefs but i don't judge other people for their beliefs yeah. or ridicule or reject them and I said, it, if it comes across to you that way, then I, then I apologize. That absolutely wasn't my intention. I, but judgment is an intention. You are intentionally judging somebody based on something you disagree with. That's a judgment. It's the intention behind it. You're rejecting, ridiculing, or belittling somebody else for their belief. That's a judgment. Mm-hmm. Where me saying I disagree or I don't agree with this, I'm not judging that person, right? I'm mm-hmm. commenting on it, saying I don't agree with it. Yeah. But I won't say, hey, I don't like you because of this or hey, I don't like you. Because I, I don't like you if you hurt me. <laughs> if you intentionally hurt me and you are toxic to me and your intent is to be toxic to me, then I don't like you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know where I was going to go with that. Uh, I agree. Judgments are, I, and again, generally what we judge in others is because there's something we're judging in ourselves too. Yeah. And our relationship, it's a part of ourselves that we can't accept or don't accept, which is funny because a lot of people who are like, I hate people who are so judgmental, but then, then their next breath, they're like, I can't believe people act that way. And it's like, Mm, that's a judgment. <laughs> so you're judging people for judging. And so it, it's part of, again, maybe, maybe it's shadow. Maybe it's, I can be judgmental and be okay with that. Yeah. Um, 
maybe it's, I don't know, like we said before, I, I, everyone's lessons are so different. And so it shows up in different ways for everyone. But um, I, for me personally, when I feel judgmental towards somebody, I always go, hmm, interesting. And I get really curious about it. Like, why am I feeling that? What's it triggered in me that I feel that either A, I'm better than, or, you know, all that egoic stuff. Like, what is that telling me about me? Because ultimately, any judgment we hold about others is judgments we hold about ourselves. Yeah. Judgment is uniquely a perspective. It's entirely based on your opinions. And Oh, I know what I was going to, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. I was going to, just because we, we started talking about intention, you go, you go in such, um, the conversation just goes that I, but um, I wanted to add in with, I completely agree with you on the intention thing. I just think sometimes it's unconscious intention. And so it's maybe not that you, because I know a lot of people maybe watching are like, well, I don't set the intention to, you know, have to file bankruptcy or stuff like that. And so I would challenge that and say, yeah, you did unconsciously. And so not that I'm judging you or any, and that you should judge yourself on that, but it is all about intention and setting that intention. And so the more aware you become, the more you can set the intentions that you want rather than, and I mean, just saying it that way, even a lot of people tend to think in fear. So I don't want to be broke. I don't want to be poor. I don't, you know, and so that's setting that intention of, you know, because even though you're fearing it, you're still setting that intention. Yeah. Earlier in the episode, I said that 85% of your life, right, is your 85% of your reality is based on your beliefs. It's based on decisions you've made, right? So if you go down and you do declare bankruptcy. Nobody's judging you for that. I'm not judging you for that. But you did make choices that led up to that. And that's not a judgment. It's a fact. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying, oh, it's all your fault. And this is, you know, you're horrible. It's no, it's, it's taking accountability. That's, that's what I like to do is I like to bring accountability that our actions, our reactions, our words, our beliefs, everything comes down to what we individually believe. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's not right or wrong unless it's morally right or wrong. That's, that's where I get judgmental is if it's morally right or wrong, Mm. but at the same time, me saying, so when we talk about empaths versus narcissists, right? If somebody posts in a group, why do I keep attracting narcissists? My first reaction, and it's a reaction, right, is to roll my eyes and go, not again, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm not judging the person because that's what they believe, right? And I I will accept and acknowledge other people's beliefs without judgment. I am judging the belief, not like the the situation, right, is I sit there and I'm like, it's like the positivity movement. I don't agree with the positivity movement. I don't agree with cancel culture. They sicken me, right? Now, people following it, 
I'm not mad at you. I'm not upset with you. I'm not judging you. If that's what you believe, that's what you believe, right? I can still be your friend and, and disagree with what you believe in. Not a problem. Yeah. But I sit there and I'm like, for me, it's, it's more so people want something to believe in that excuses or removes something that we're not willing to look at. Right. And that's what I think even empaths, right. Is when you're an empath and you, you haven't acknowledged or accepted that you're an empath and you're dealing with that anxiety and that inability to leave your house and feel comfortable or the panic, you haven't acknowledged what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And the anxiety is a trigger of that. It says, Hey, something's going on. Let's figure it out here. And it's like a petulant child that says, mom, 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 mommy, like Stuart Griffin on family guy, right? His yeah. whole mom, 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 mama, mom, mom, right? And she, she just like loses it. And spirituality, especially your spiritual gifts and ability are like a petulant child. They will very nicely say, hey, you're an empath. And you get little like signs and symptoms, signs, mm-hmm. signs and symbols, right? Even being a medium, yeah. this is my favorite one to use. So you're a medium, right? Spirit's trying to connect with you and they're like, hey, and they're whispering in your ear, right? And you start hearing voices and you're like, I'm crazy. I'm totally crazy. Like I'm lo- like you mentioned it earlier, right? I'm crazy. Like I don't, what, what is going on here? Nobody's going to believe me, right? And it's gentle at first. And it's like a kid. When you when a kid comes up to you and says, mom, can I have a popsicle? And you're like, no. Right? You very nicely, you're like, no. And then it's like, but mom. You're like, no. And then it's like this huge temper tantrum because you will not give them a popsicle, right? Yeah. And that's what's, that's what, you know, spiritual gifts and abilities are like, they start off being like, hi, very gentle, very loving, very hi, I'm here. Like you're gifted. Yeah. And then if you deny, 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 it's like, then they start screaming at you. I'm here. I'm going to cause some havoc now. Yeah. Until you acknowledge me. The positivity movement does the same thing. Ignore, 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 push it down, push it down, push it down. That negativity doesn't go anywhere. No. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it's like this giant volcano where every aspect of your life now becomes negative. And you have no choice. I I agree. It's along with the spiritual gift and with all lessons that we are, you know, especially if it's a big soul lesson that we're here to learn, if we refuse to... And not even when I say refuse, maybe it's on the unconscious level. Maybe it's not. Um, but if you're not listening to the whispers, <clears throat> eventually it's going to be a slap. <laughs> like it's the universe is going to slap you. And I know it, it's not from hatred or it's not from your bad, but it's like, we've given you this invitation and we've given you this invitation and invitation, invitation, invitation. Now you're coming to the party. We've like been nice yeah yeah 
No, I agree. Being an empath is, is hard at first. You're not alone. For anybody watching who, who feels like they're an empath, you're not alone. There are so many empaths in the world. There are just about as many as intuitives. And I believe that everybody is an intuitive. It's That's your sixth sense, sixth sense your gut instinct, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mother's intuition. Intuition is, is a global gift. Everybody has it. And I agree when it comes to empath, not everybody has it, but it is highly common right now. And I think the world needs more empaths. The world needs more people to say, you know, I, I can feel that. And just more, excuse me, compassion and understanding for each other. And that's the purpose of empaths is to bring compassion, can bring unconditional love and understanding to say on the outside, you look okay, but you're, you're, you're not feeling okay. Yeah. Right. And just bring that awareness that it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. I so agree with that. Empaths are, are exceptionally important. They are. And I, I think especially now that so many are becoming empowered or awakened, um, learning to use those gifts for that rather than um, the gift using you, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, Because there is so much power in being able to hold that space for somebody or to be able to go, your words and actions say that you're fine, but I feel you. And, and, you know, I I feel you're not okay. and I think that'll partially come to as our culture kind of evolves where it becomes more okay to say that because even um, as an empath, if you're feeling it, how do you have that conversation? If you know somebody's not okay, you know, like you can keep saying, are you sure? Cause it doesn't, you know, and you can keep, but if they're not willing to take that invitation, then they're not right. Um, and so, yeah, it's learning those boundaries too, as an empath. But I think, I think we touched on um, some of the biggest keys for being an empath is that protection, the cleansing, um, and learning your gift and learning, learning how to work with it and use it rather than it using you. And yeah, having it empower you. Mm-hmm. Our gifts are empowering. That doesn't mean we're, we're all powerful and, you know, the stereotypical witches are bad and psychics are crazy and they take all your money and that's not what it means it means that you're empowered to help you're empowered and confident in your abilities it's the confidence the power behind it and being able to help other people because us who are gifted want to use our gifts to heal not to harm not to make money. We do absolutely make money. We still need to eat. We still need to live and breathe and and support our families, but we want to help people heal. Mm -hmm. And And, sorry, go ahead. I cut you off. No, that's fine. I was going to say absolutely. And I think um, along with that, like there is nothing I know having experienced it myself too, there's nothing more beautiful for someone to hold that space for you of complete understanding and feeling that unconditionality of that and feeling that, 
you know, and that is a beautiful gift that empaths have, um, that they can hold that space for people and completely understanding what they're going through. Um, but in my opinion, it takes a lot of inner work yourself, because I think, like I said, a lot of empaths, um, are not empowered, are not necessarily awakened and take on stuff or they take on and confuse, misread it through the lenses that they're seeing themselves through. And so it really is becoming really clear on what's mine and what's not mine. Because if it, if it is yours and you're seeing people, you know, like you're taking on the feeling of, um, I can't even think of one right now fear, let's say, but it's not your fear, then you can completely be present for that person. But if you have a lot of fear in you and you're feeling it from somebody else, then you start going, oh, well, they're afraid of, and you start putting it through the filter of your lens. And so I think for me, part of the learning curve or part of the growth part for me is learning again, what's mine and what's not mine so that I can completely hold that space without projecting on them my own version of that feeling or story about that feeling or beliefs about that feeling or whatever it may be. Yeah. I went to an event as a reader, as a psychic, psychic intuitive card reader, I was invited to an event to do readings and I walk in and the woman that runs the entire thing and created a beautiful business walks in and she's, she's a hugger. And so she gives me a hug and I'm like in tears over this hug. And I didn't comment on it right away. I I did in offhandedly. And I said, not a lot of people understand the power behind a hug. Mm. And I'm an empath, psychic, intuitive, medium, healer, all of them. And I just about the end of the evening, I get to her reading and she walks in and I said, I wanted to ask, I wanted to comment on something. She's like, what? I said, that hug wasn't for me, was it? I said, your hugs are not for me. Your hugs are not for the other people. Your hugs are for you. Mm -hmm. And I felt that she was hiding all of this pain underneath a beautiful business, a beautiful exterior, and just so much pain underneath. Mm -hmm. And I felt it as an empath. I felt it. I picked up on it. And we talked about it a little bit in her reading. And even just having somebody know and understand that I accept you, I'm here and you're not alone. Yeah. Right. As empaths, we have that ability to give that to other people. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing more transformative than feeling like you're included yep right I I told you right before we started this episode that I was doing I was playing around with campaign ideas for the show or slogans or or things like that because the show is fairly new right and one of the ones is I'm trying to build a community of inclusivity yep self-love acceptance, freedom by highlighting people's struggles and saying, I've been through it. It's hard as hell. It sucks, but I've been through it. 
And this is how it helped me. Right. And just that inclusivity, because we all want to feel included. We all want to feel like we're a part of something bigger. And for empaths, that is exceptionally true. But again, with empaths, the struggle of the panic and anxiety, the feeling secluded because you don't understand it. So for any empaths out there, I implore you to reach out, reach out, do some research about what an empath is, reach out to me, reach out to Tara, reach out to the Butterfly Lotus Company, because that is who is sponsoring today's episode. And that's what we do there is we do awakenings. We teach you what your gifts and abilities are, how to use them, how to be confident in them, how to create your spirituality your way rather than my way or Tara's way or anybody else's way. (laughs) We all have to do it, right? It's spirituality and even your gifts are uniquely your own. I agree totally. And I just, I think what you said is exactly true is we all want to be accepted. And I know something that I realized not that long ago is that a lot of the judgments I had about myself were about myself, um, were things that I was empathically picking up because, you know, it wasn't necessarily judgments that I had about me, but walking into a group and you think like, like you said, I don't know, I would say 95 and 95, 99% of people have judgments about themselves. And so you can imagine like walking into a group and picking all that energy up in that feeling of like judgment and then being like, Oh, okay. I'm really judgmental on myself. And it's like, "Mm, some of that's not mine. Most of that's not mine. Um, And so I think just tying that back, what made me think of that is your comments about reaching out and everything you um, yeah, there's nothing like being completely held in that open, compassionate space and and um help to sort that out like what is yours what's not yours what are you taking on and not even knowing um I'm still learning the layers that I'm taking on and I don't even know about yeah my worst one was always walking into a walking into a room and feeling oh my god everybody's staring at me I don't look my greatest and I would just all of these things would run through my head when I walked into a room and I'm like whoa like took me an hour to get ready I look okay (laughs) yeah why why is this right and it just it's horrifying yeah so it is and that's and that's exactly what I was talking about that's because everyone in that room is judging themselves or 99 percent are judging themselves and so if you don't understand that you may it's hard to explain until you've experienced it but exactly that like you walk into the room and you're like bombarded by these feelings and emotions of self-judgment and you're like okay I really judged myself a lot and it's like oh wait a minute no I don't really feel that way about myself I'm just picking up all y'all feeling about yourself yeah and so yeah um but being able that was hugely empowering for me to go oh okay that's not mine so I don't need to dive deep into it I just need to hold that space for them yeah and then as a healer I take it further and you know send them compassion and and you know for the highest good and do whatever I can that way 
but yeah, if you don't know, and it's not something that we learn in our society, you know, it's, (laughs) it's more so that you'll get, um, diagnosed with anxiety or depression or manic depressive or social anxiety or any of those kind of things. When in reality, you're gifted. Yeah. (laughs) Then be diagnosed as an empath. Because that's probably what it is for a lot of them. I, and I love that because that's one of my own beliefs too. I've the last five years I've been like, yep. Everybody's like, oh, they've got panic and anxiety. I was like, and then I'll ask them questions. Right. And the questions are geared towards, do you see things? Do you hear things, feel things like, and trying to figure out whether they are psychic, whether they're a medium or whether they're an empath when you're spiritually gifted and you haven't acknowledged those gifts, even just out of not understanding what they are, you create panic and anxiety. And yeah, it becomes absolutely overwhelming, right? Even as kids, we're spiritually gifted as kids. We grow up and we're taught, oh, it's your imagination. It's coincidence. It's this, it's that. And I'm like, no, it's not. But because you pushed it aside, right? That yeah. it's now like, oh, I've had panic anxiety since I was a kid. Yeah, okay. So what did you experience as a kid that you are now not focused on, right? Yeah. Like that's, yeah. All right. Well, anything you'd like to add before we go? Um, I don't think so. Thanks for having me. Um, I am, like it says, TSW Life Coaching. I do healing. Um, I do soul alignment guide. Uh, which is kind of the coaching thing, but I use all my tools and follow your soul's path to healing um, or awakening or whatever that may look like for you. And yeah, just thanks for having me. It's been fun. Absolutely. You're very welcome. All right. Just a family. That is the end of our episode today. If you would like to be a guest co-host, a guest blogger, or if you would like to sponsor the show or just be you know, empowered and give us a feature topic you'd like to see on the show, please reach out to me at justalivetv.com. You can like, follow, and share and engage with us on multiple different social media platforms. Just look for Just Alive TV on all of them or giving you something to talk about on Facebook. So lots of love and thank you so much, Tara, for joining me today. If anybody wants to get together with myself or Tara, please feel free. Our links are in the description of this video or the podcast. You can also find us on the website, www.justalivetv.com, where we are now streaming the show live right from the homepage. So you can watch us right from our own very own homepage by joining our newsletter. The other last part to mention is this episode has been sponsored by the Butterfly Lotus Company, helping you heal one service product or session at a time. So go and check them out if you want to awaken your spiritual gifts and abilities, learn what they mean for you and create something bigger and better. All right. Thank you so much again, Tara. Thank you. And thank you for all you do in putting this together. It's uh I'm sure it takes a lot of your time and it's, it's a beautiful offering for you. Love it. I do love it. Thank you. I, I, I love it when other people see how this vision is, is forming. So thank you so much. I hope you and everybody who's watching or joining has a wonderful evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you're watching from or whenever you're watching. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. For you. Cause I've come across this lot in teaching, like, 
no, you're supposed to tell me how I'm supposed to feel about it. Like, Like, you're supposed to tell me if I get this, I get that. And it's like, and that's where, you know, that's where it gets a little sticky for people. I feel like sometimes because you're like, well, how, where are you feeling it in your body right now? And they're like, well, where am I supposed to be feeling it? I don't have an answer for that. I'm not in your body. I don't know. You know, and it's like, you know, technically I could kind of usually sense where it is, but I'm yeah. not going to tell you that. Yep. I'm sorry, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That person, <laughs> but you know, it is, it's like, you are going to have to answer these questions and they're direct questions and you might not know the answer and that's totally fine. But then you know what you need to sit with and think about it for a few days. And really, because you know what, guaranteed, like within a week, you're going to be going through and you're going to be like, that's what it is. That's how I'm feeling it, you know? And then you really realize it. And that's, you know, as teachers, as you know, cause we are, you know, we're just here to help. And as teachers, that's what we want you to do that self-realization is such a big part of spirituality altogether. It's a part of everything. It's just a part of being human, you know, it's yep. that sac- that self-actualization, self-realization, all of those things. And people are, are kind of scared of it sometimes and why they will avoid yep. the empowerment though, the empowerment right. of making that conscious decision on your own. Yeah. Like getting right? to that other side. Once it's you like, do, oh. you know, <gasps> right. I really am. Right. Like like it is me. It is, you know, because it is, if I'm telling you, well, you know, you should be hearing this, this, and this, and you should be feeling that, that, and that. And you're like, okay, yeah, I do. And you probably do, but me telling you, and then you figuring out on your own is two very different emotions. Yeah. Big time. Definitely. All right. Anything you would like to add before we get off the episode? I think just really just kind of a words of advice is just, you know, read, 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 research, and just really take what resonates with you and what doesn't you can leave behind and you are absolutely okay to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would follow that up with maybe thinking about getting a mentor and somebody that you research again, read, research, follow up with them. Um, but find somebody who resonates with you and somebody like us who is going to not give you the answers, but help you find your own answers. Because I think spirituality, anything, you need to find your own answers. And when you do, that's life changing. Absolutely. I usually will say, I usually say I'm a spiritual travel guide. (laughs) Oh, I like that. Right. I'm just guiding you along. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's a good one. <laughs> right, right. I really like that one. All right. Just a family. This has been uh, spiritual awakenings. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. Today's guest host has been none other than Jen Sankey of Stardust Wanderer Tarot. You can connect with either one of us in the links in the description. You can connect with the show, just live tv.com. We are now live streaming straight on the show or straight on the homepage of the show. You can catch all of our episodes. You can follow us on just about all social media platforms. We appear Monday to Friday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time live on multiple platforms. And we are always looking for co-hosts, guest bloggers. Um, excuse me. Sorry, I had a comment that made me choke. <laughs> um I'm not repeating the comment we got to troll uh so if you're looking to be a guest co-host if you'd like to be a guest blogger or if you'd like to sponsor the show 
please again reach out to me at justalivetv.com. Other than that, this episode has been sponsored by a lot of the time creating is building from what you didn't like, Mm -hmm. right? A lot of us created our business because we saw something we didn't like and we knew how to change it. So we're helping other people change it. Yeah. Yeah. You learn through contrast. You learn through, you know, the contrast of life saying, well, I don't like that, or that doesn't feel good. Or, you know, so, so it's okay to, it's okay to tune into what you don't like. I'm not saying that, but it's, but then it's saying, okay, why 